That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A Dear Media original podcast. I've ended things over text with guys before. I know that's horrible. Have you? When I've been talking to someone for a month and a half or two months. Yeah. If I've only hung out with you a couple times and I'm like, this is going nowhere. I actually just recently did that. (laughs) Yeah. Over a text. I know it's pretty fucked up. (laughs) How'd it go over? (laughs) Not great. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. We've got another episode of Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. I'm Stephen Coletti. I'm Kristen Cavallari. Hi, guys. There she is. And it is episode six of season two of Laguna Beach titled I Hate Valentine's Day, which I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not looking forward to the the personal rating on this one. Yeah, I could have guessed that. We have a lot of shit to clear up here, buddy. (laughs) I should actually be more excited about it because from what I remember went down during these weekends where I would come home and, and what I had to do, there actually is a little footnote that I will get to that is a major player into why this player of myself is going around handing out flowers to everybody in Laguna Beach, California on Valentine's Day. No, literally. I'm sure you're going to be able to justify everything you did, which I'm very excited to hear. <laughs> I know we'll break it all down. <laughs> oh boy. Got some explaining to do, don't I? You sure do. Do you remember watching this episode and being like, what the fuck? Like, was there some sort of... Yes, but Stephen, like that was my whole experience with this show, Laguna Beach, always being like, what the fuck, man? Here, I thought Steven was, you know, a good guy. And then he's over here at Lauren's <laughs> house all the time. <laughs> all the time. Get out of here. <laughs> Let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> yeah. You guys, it's described to you as Valentine's Day brings nothing but trouble for Jessica, who's still desperately hanging on to Jason, whose heart is clearly elsewhere. So oddly, there's no mention of the, all these <laughs> Valentine's dates going on between us and yeah. Lauren as well. But the main storyline that we're getting through this season, which is really good stuff is what's going on with Jessica and Jason, where their relationship is headed, where Jason's headed with other relationships. And to me, it's a good storyline. First of all, I'm not in it. So this is perfect. Second of all, it's just Jessica can be, she's, I I give her a lot of credit because she's very honest and sincere in like what she's thinking. She's just kind of says, and she's still (laughs) very much in love with this guy that she really has no business to because I've got like, eh, six or seven different scenes where you and Alex H are doing the exact same thing. I where know. you're telling your, you can't be with this. Do you guys remember shooting this and then saying like, well, we need like the producers coming up to you and saying, we got to talk about Jason and Jessica again. You guys are like, again? Like we've talked about this like 50 times before. Well, yeah. And of course, because we would have those natural conversations off camera. And I think there's a scene later in this episode where I even say, you know, I've done the whole like sympathy thing. I've been like, oh, Jess, you know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And I say in the scene, I'm like, and now I'm just over it. Like, you're an idiot. You're putting up with him. And I think, too, because we had so many conversations about the same thing, because we would film on the weekends. We would have these natural conversations all week. MTV would come and then want to get all of those conversations again. That by the time we were filming it, it's like, I can't talk about Jason anymore and how he is fucking over my best friend. Like, I'm over it. So, yes. (laughs) <laughs> Everything, oh, all those conversations are very real. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. And I, I think that that comes off. And I think it's key for MTV this season as 
I mean, I don't know. For Obviously, for me watching it, you see so much that is set up and what they did with our stories from the first season and how it's still kind of trying to keep it, string it along in, in the second season, but it's, it seems a little more forced. This is something that comes off as very genuine and real and I think is engaging the audience and keeping them very invested in, in the show. So You know MTV's what I thought was interesting was when Jessica said that they had only been dating for two months. <laughs> Could even, like... All of this in two months? Holy shit. <laughs> I've pretty much given up on the timeline here. I know we have our winter formal and they were dating before that. And even though Alex M had already asked Jason to formal, but I think what we're doing again is there's like a couple month period with they're trying to string out over multiple, multiple episodes and make it seem like it was for like the whole semester, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you remember how long they dated? No, but she says in scene after they break up, that they only dated for two months. And that I was actually like, oh, wow. I guess I forgot that it was such a short amount of time. I mean, I guess hindsight is in high school, two months is a long time. But still, Mm. for all of the drama that has taken place between these two, (laughs) to only be in a two-month span is like, whoa, (laughs) mind blown. (laughs) Do you remember how they first got together? Do you, do you remember? I don't, but okay. she does say again that they were best friends, I guess, right before they got together. So I think that's Ooh. really probably where it comes from was they had this really solid friend foundation. And I think that's probably more what she was holding on to. And you can tell later in this episode, she's really bummed at the thought of them not being able to go back to being good friends, which okay. I think is an interesting conversation because I love this conversation because I want to know if people are able to be friends with their exes. Clearly, you mm-hmm. and I have been able to. Mm-hmm. I am friends with a lot of my exes, not all of them, but a lot of them. And I do think there needs to be a period of time where everyone needs to heal a little bit. But then I think you can absolutely come back together, which is actually what I said to Jessica in scene. There you go. You actually have, there's a lot of good things that you say. There's some good advice throughout this. I think you're a really good friend to her. First of all, being real with her and telling her straight up, like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) But the breakup, that scene at the end, which is a big scene, you're kind of there and she's talking about how this is going to go and and she's you know sad about it and you're just sitting there and you got your little argyle sweater on you're like no well, i mean yeah and, totally and, not my style by the way <laughs> it was a, <laughs> i was so confused by that <laughs> it was something that i was like that's kind of a funny look for you but you know what right. after it's filming still- cuz you can only wear the same outfit once, right? So, you know, by the end of filming a season, you're like running out of clothes. So I think I was just like pulling <laughs> anything that I could. <laughs> yeah, there was no wardrobe budget for us on the show. MTV no. was like, whatever you got to wear. I, I feel like I'm repeating a lot of things, but it's also, well, in the first season, there were a couple episodes where you're like, wait a minute, I was wearing that exact same thing on the golf course. Yeah, because F- they know, spliced. Six or seven episodes. But that's yeah. because they spliced the scene themselves, but you couldn't like come to film a totally separate scene and an outfit that you had already worn. That was an Mm -hmm. issue on the hills too. I remember being like, well, then give me money for clothes because I don't have any more clothes. Did they give it to you for it? Because they should. Well, no. Or they would give you clothes? No, they never bought clothes. That's kind of fucked. I would agree with that statement. Hair makeup was never part of it. I mean, because they justify it like it's a reality show. So you got to just come, you know, as yourself. Well, at least you're making decent money at that point on the hills, right? It worked out, you know. A, a little different than what <laughs> we're worked, making on Laguna it was, Beach. Yeah, Laguna Beach was definitely <laughs> different. <laughs> Actually, that scene though, I wasn't planning on filming. Like that scene was a very real scene in the sense where Jessica was filming. I don't even think I knew she was filming, to be honest, but I got a phone call from her being like, can you come over? And so I didn't know I was actually going to be on camera. I just showed up at her house and I was like, oh, this is going down right now. Okay. <laughs> oh. So, I was not camera ready. (laughs) First of all, fashions in in the 2000s, I don't think it was our best effort for anybody. (laughs) Not the greatest. I I think I like, well, I don't know. I I mean, I'm the last person to talk about this stuff. I don't know my fashion, but people would send you shit for free, right? They're like, oh, wear this stuff. Yeah. And it's just before social media, of course, you didn't have to, you know, post about it or anything. It was just like, just wear it. And I was like, sweet. I get all this free clothes sent to my door. I have to spend money on clothing. So I'd wear it, but some of it, Oh, man. I mean, I would still throw a lot out or give a lot away being like, all right, I would never wear this. But still, some of it I look back on like, why the fuck would I wear this? And it was only because what was sent to me for free, I would wear it. So it kind of dictated my my style for me, which is not a way to go. I I do not recommend that. There are so many outfits. I'm like, why? Why did you wear that? Or like, I think I had an Ed Hardy tank top on a couple episodes again. Did you go Ed Hardy? Oh, I was all about that life. Von Dutch hats, Ed Hardy shirts, the whole nine. And see, they send you stuff too that has their brand name across Mm -hmm. the front of it, which 
Yeah, I mean, you see Talon's got like a, he's got a Von Dutch shirt on. I think there's another episode where he's got a Hollister shirt on. Yes. Which, by the way, they did, I don't even know how they they got away with this because I don't think it was affiliated with MTV, but they had a run of shirts that had, I think they had like Team Kristen and Team Lauren shirts, right? Sure did. And I didn't make a penny off of that shit. (laughs) They had shirts for Talon and Dieter and myself. They were super cheesy. I don't know. What did Um, your guys' shirts say? Dieter's was, what would Dieter do? It was oh, kind of like the cute. good advice. I like, I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he was a sweetheart. So it was like, all right, you can count on Dieter. Mine was, I think it was... Playboy. I, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I want Steven's longboard. What? <laughs> yeah, it was... Well, because their whole thing about, was, they're like the surfer brand, you know? It was something about my longboard. Yeah. But a surfer brand, which I'm not sure where Hollister is located out of. By the way, we're, it's funny it's that we're su- talking I about I think them. it's a Southern California thing, I re- or at least it is started it? there. Because I think I, so. I remember the surf shop, like we would never sell it at Surf and Sport. It was like the surf brand that is sold at a department store that's not really coming from a surf town or a surf shop or right. rooted in people that actually grew up in, in that kind of a community. It's it was a just fake like- surf company. Pretty much. I remember that was kind of the vibe. I think. I get it. Well, to me, it was like an Abercrombie and Fitch. It's like a mall brand. Like it's a very specific Mm -hmm. brand. Yeah, it's nationwide. And I think that's a lot of things with some of the surf brands around Orange County was like, if it went to like Nordstrom's or, you know, if you're going to some sort of a department store, then you're kind of selling out and you weren't going to be in the shop anymore. You're not authentic. Okay. I. Anyways. I love this conversation about Hollister, but I have a real question for you. Why were you in town for Valentine's Day? Did MTV make you come? Like, I need more information about all this. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, coming down for Valentine's Day. Or did you really just want to see me? (laughs) You're like, no. (laughs) No. No, no. I, I, I was. I, I had to come down to film. MTV needed me to come I down, so they were going to fly me it. down and get us to go to dinner. So yeah, it's. I don't know. It's funny. It's difficult because you have that conversation with Dieter and I, where I'm coming into town, and it's like strictly friendly, and I'm, I'm obviously I'm laying hard on that because I know that I'm down here for MTV, and it's like we want you to take Kristen out for dinner. Like you, if you're not dating anybody, she's not dating anybody. You guys can have a little Valentine's Day dinner, catch up. It'll be kind of funny and cute because it won't be a real Valentine's Day, and we'll kind of play with that. I remember that being the dialogue. Now. For the flowers to Lauren mm-hmm. at the end and of the chocolate. episode. I didn't get chocolate. And, and <laughs> chocolate. And then the whole, by the way, MTV uses, I think, a couple times in a couple episodes of like, oh, chocolates mean I love you, which yep. do they? I, that's some stupid, that's stupid whack. thing people say. I, I, I've never not, heard that before in my true. entire life. And if, <laughs> yeah, I hope that people out there did not believe that and take that for its its truth moving forward in life after seeing the show, because by giving people someone chocolate to say that you love them, nah, you can do a lot better than that, guys. I would agree. But anyways, so what happened was, now there's a couple episodes, because I know what happens in the next episode after this one, where I'm coming down a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly when I delivered those flowers, but the whole reason I got flowers for Lauren and why MTV got me flowers for Lauren is because I didn't call her on her birthday and she was mad at me about it. Oh, so this, okay. So this had nothing to do with Valentine's Day. It was, it was more like, a, I'm so a, sorry I didn't call you on your birthday. Exactly. And I think that Lauren says like, do you have a Valentine? Or she says something to me of like, how was your Valentine's Day? Which I, I know is a comment that MTV's throwing in there. And I remember shooting this and in, in that scene going like, why are they having her ask me about Valentine's Day right now? <laughs> God, the they fuck? were so smart. So this one is, look, old habits die hard. A couple things happen. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll come down and hang out with Kristen. We'll, we'll go out to dinner. And by the way, like with Dieter, I got my guard up. I'm like, no, nope, strictly friendly. We're going to have a, like just a chill time. I'm just here to hang out with her. And I'm going right back to school. And then when we get to dinner and I'm like, ah, you know, it's just just like picking up right where we left off. Aww, like things are weird. That is <laughs> no, cute. Like, and you fall right back into those trends, which is it's so easy to do at that age. It's so funny. You feel like you've learned your lessons and the old habits die hard and you just continue to fail and fall on your face in certain areas. This is obviously a big dramatic moment, but you just still see that's the, you know, so young, so wise youthfulness of like, all right, I think I've learned my lesson, but I got to come down here for MTV. We got to go take Kristen out to dinner. And you know what? Kristen and I will have a good time. So we'll shoot the shit. And, but of course, internally, I'm like, oh, this is still going to be fun. I'm excited to see you. And we have a good time together. As you said, Kristen's so fun. Really, really fun girl. (laughs) <laughs> so many it's times apparently the, the only season. thing I have going on here yeah she's a lot of fun but not someone you can get serious with I <laughs> really loved watching this dinner scene with us 
I couldn't help but literally smile the entire time I was watching it. I thought it was sweet. I mean, you can see we obviously do have a lot of chemistry. And then I love that I like couldn't spit out what I wanted to say. I was like, you know, every time I see you, I just feel like, you know what I'm so saying? You're like, what? <laughs> it proves my point to what I was just saying about myself of like, all right, guards up. You've learned our lessons. You know, too, you're like, shit, I really just feel like we probably should not be seeing each other anymore. And to what you were saying earlier in this episode, I do think this is really good advice. If you want to have some sort of a relationship or a friendship with somebody that you've been in love with and it's over, moving on, you do need a significant amount of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the bare minimum, not speaking once for like six months. That's a bare minimum. Yeah. I would say give it a year, year and a half, like really move on with your lives because if not, you get what Chris and I have. <laughs> Exactly. Like, this limbo right, like, phase of like, fine. still like you, yeah, but… <laughs> casual dinner, and then yeah. you're going to sit down, and then all those emotions are going to really quickly come back up yeah. because you haven't had enough time to move on with your life and have new experiences and maybe fall for somebody again. And yeah, I do believe in that, and I have great friendships with my exes, and I'm glad that I do because I think you share some good memories and certain things at a point in your life. And look, yeah. you're not going to go be best friends with them, but to be able to reach out from time to time, especially with social media where it's so easy to keep in touch with everyone these days. Exactly. It, it's not a weird thing to be like, oh, like I'm happy when I see exes that are, you know, if they're married now, have kids, you're happy for them. Exactly. And I think it's, it's a good thing. But look, it's different for certain people. And I know that I, I can understand the other side of that. But that, I don't know, that's just how I've worked. Some are more complicated than others too. Yeah, you know? I mean, obviously everyone's situation is so different. I think for us, we dated in high school and we were on a reality show together. Like, that is something that not many people can relate on, you know? And so we, we will always have that bond. And so I think yep. that in itself is really special. And, you know, just to be able, we've talked about it, but just to be able to reconnect in the last few years again and doing this podcast together, like it just makes me so happy that we're able to do this together. And also mm -hmm. me reconnecting with Jason and having talent on and Alex and all mm -hmm. these people. I love that because I feel like this group of people that we went to high school with, it was before the Laguna Beach and all the craziness of life started. And these people, we all really know each other. And it just makes me happy. I don't know. I just love reconnecting with everybody. Well, we had a lot of fun back then. And we yeah. get to have that perspective now looking back and seeing how different we are. And also how we aren't different. A lot of similarities, right. people's personalities, certain <laughs> things about ourselves are, are still there, but the growth I think is cool to see. And yeah, to be able to look back and, and laugh on the, on those times, For which sure. is key. And I think is which has made this a lot of fun and fun to break down everything. And also we didn't have the opportunity to be able to defend ourselves in a way mm -hmm. or clear things up. And that's why I think when people stop us on the street all the time, like, was it real? It's such a complicated question. Yeah. But, you know, again, we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into, but I don't, we never knew to the extent. So for example, this episode where it's like, all right, I feel like there's a little bit of shenanigans going on, but like, you know what? This is fun. Like I know Lauren will really enjoy some flowers. And I was, I felt really bad about not like not calling her on her birthday. And I remember she was bummed out about that. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna bring her flowers. But I remember <laughs> seeing this episode and being like, oh fuck, oh fuck. And it's like right back to everything from the first season. We're right? like, here we go again. Everything like, you were trying this to avoid. <laughs> guy comes home for a weekend. He's going one night, he's going to dinner with Kristen, and the next day he's giving flowers to Lauren. I mean. All right, everybody, we're going to take a second to talk to you about Factor. Did you know that we are less than a month away from spring? What? Yay. Very excited about that. What does that mean? I'm sure all your schedules are getting very, very busy. And when that happens, we all know what happens with trying to eat healthy and eat right and have the time to actually cook things. And this is why Factor is here to help, guys. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and that will start saving you time immediately. Are you too busy to cook? Well, with Factor, you can skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Yes, two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. That's right. And no matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus options on the menu each week, and these are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. So each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus sweets, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Ooh, I've had those smoothies that Factor has to offer. I highly recommend those guys. You got to check them yeah, out. Yeah, they're great. And it's just nice because you can grab them and go too. 
Head to factormeals.com slash beach50 and use code beach50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code beach50 at factormeals.com slash beach50 to get 50% off your first box. Okay, you guys, I want to talk to you about seed probiotics. Steven, are you on the probiotic train yet? I am on the probiotic train. I am getting educated. I am trying different things, uh, definitely trying to up my probiotic game. Okay, well, I'm going to talk to you about Seeds Probiotic, their DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. So what is Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic? It's a broad-spectrum, plant-based prebiotic and 24-hour strain probiotic formulated for digestive, gut immune, and additional systemic benefits. Capsule in capsule protects against stomach acid, digestive enzymes, and bile salts for viability through digestion. So what does all of this mean? Well, the live probiotics will actually make it to the end of the small intestine for delivery into the colon. If you've taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Seed is designed differently, and that's why it actually works. So what exactly does Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic do? It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Yes, Seed's DS01 will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation. You know what I mean? But it will also support your gut barrier, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Should note, gut immune function is not boosting the immune system. It is about supporting the crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells. Many see improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and ease of bloating. Well, we love that. All right, you guys, to start a new healthy habit today, you're going to want to visit seed.com backslash beach and use code beach to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash beach and use code beach. Now, I will say, I should call myself out a bit here. I don't know in the timeline of when I delivered her those flowers, but she asked, like, what did I do the night before? Yeah, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. (laughs) She's like, what did I do the night before? And I was like, nothing. Just came in for the night and that was it. And then, you know, I don't know if that was the night that we went to dinner because I know I came back a couple times to shoot. And I can't well, say, so I don't want to put it out there, but you know, it also was like, yeah, I never really did anything. If, if I didn't go out after hanging out with you, like we just went out to dinner and then it was like, all right, bye. It was like, well, that wasn't really what I did last night. <laughs> this is a stretch, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I went and hung out with my friends and like, oh, we, we didn't really do God. anything. <laughs> and I'm also like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about, you know, well, I was yeah, like, on I, camera. I didn't want to gonna... bring you up on camera. Or, yeah. You know, it's like trying yeah. to avoid it, right? So it was like, mm, you know, nothing. But it's still not not a good look. But I can, you know, assure our audience here that uh, the flowers were designated for an apology. So you were not trying to say I love you with chocolates. <laughs> no, I do. I do love her. I <laughs> no, L-U-V I her. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Talon. Yeah. <laughs> For those that didn't catch an episode with Talon or, or this a couple episodes back, he has a great line that was Chris and I's favorite quote, which is where he says to Taylor when they're sitting at this lookout, like, I, I love you. Well, I don't love you, but I L-U-V you. <laughs> so great. It's pretty on point. So, Well, let's break down the uh, Jason and Jessica drama of it all. Oh, man. On this I mean, episode. So she spends $100, probably of MTV's money, on cookie, <laughs> cookies and 100%, candles, which, by the way. <laughs> I should say the flowers. I didn't pay for the flowers, I'm sorry, that I gave to you. Nor did I pay for the flowers and the chocolates that Rude. I gave to Lauren. I'm in the store buying them, but that is definitely on MTV's dime. They would pay for our lunches and stuff, too, when we would go out to eat and dinners, right? From what yeah, I remember. By, by the way, we go out to a different Italian restaurant. In this I episode. was shocked. <laughs> Second season, you know, other restaurants now are letting us film because they realized the impact that it had. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, this is an expensive, nice Italian restaurant in town that I yeah. do actually really enjoy, but we could never go to back in the day because it was so expensive. So it's <laughs> called Rumari's. It's Italian. I think I call it Ramirez's. <laughs> in the episode when we get in the car and we're driving down the road. We're both um, so excited. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all like dressed up. Like, you got a nice dress on. I got like my collared shirt. With with the sports coat, which there was a moment there somewhere around 2005, 2006, you know, sports coats were a thing for guys, which is funny to see those. But yeah, so Jessica does a, a really sweet thing here where she gets uh, a bunch of stuff set up around her house, is trying to have a nice little sushi in the living room, candlelit dinner. And 
Yeah, this doesn't really go so well. Probably oh. the, one of the worst things I think that could come out of Jason's mouth to her. Oh my God. Which I thought was a joke. Because the big moment when he scene, says he's that like, you outdid yourself. Nope, there wasn't that. It was when he says, My dad thinks you're a bad influence on me. Jessica says, Your dad hates me. And Jason says, Well, it's because you're a bad influence on me. I <sighs> laughed out loud thinking that me that too. was a joke. Clearly, like, oh, well, Jason's you know, probably the bad influence in this situation. But then he doubles down on it <laughs> right away. Well, she says, How? And then he comes back, just says, like, he thinks I should break up with you. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Oh my God, I was so uncomfortable watching this scene. Well, by the way, though, just to back up for one second, he walks in, Jessica spent all night or whatever getting ready for this. It's so romantic. It's so beautiful. And all he says is, you outdid yourself. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. all right, well, shit. <laughs> and then, yes, it's the most awkward dinner. But he says that she's a bad influence on him. And then he's like, you want to go to lunch tomorrow? Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing killed me. It killed me. Actually, I, I got it wrong. What he does say is he thinks I shouldn't be with you. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, he's dead serious. And I'm just like, man, on Valentine's Day? Whoops. How would she be a bad influence on him? There is no way Jessica was a bad influence on him. I mean, if anything, she was trying to like keep him on the straight and narrow, you know? (laughs) Seriously. I just think it's so funny now when people try to like, well, everything's a projection, I feel like. So trying to like put that on her. It's like, Jason, you're clearly a bad influence on her. It's Mm -hmm. so hard for me to watch Jason now that I know him as an adult. I've actually sort of forgotten how he was back in the day. So Mm -hmm. watching these episodes, I Stand by. He is not this person anymore. And Mm -hmm. it's been so interesting to go back and watch it. I could relate to him a lot in some of these scenes in in the sense that I think he's very uncomfortable with the fact that he's on camera. And and when we get to talking about like our relationship and clearly Jessica isn't really holding back and he doesn't want to have these conversations on camera, but she's just kind of going for it and he's there. He honestly doesn't really give a fuck. And honestly, I think he'll tell us half the time he was drunk. So he was just like, I'm not all there. So you've got this, like, I don't want to say too much. And, and you know, he's obviously, you know, he's, he's still a young kid trying to find himself. So it's just, you know, I, I could see that in some of my scenes. I think when, you know, we start to talk about the stuff that is a conversation we would never have. And it's what MTV needs. And yeah. we're, da- we're dancing around what they need. And so you're just awkward and, and you can also come off like an asshole. But I mean, look, it's also their relationship should never happen in the first place. So I, I'm interested to talk to them about this because... They were friends before, and then they had this little test period for only two months that MTV was able to string out over multiple episodes. We'll talk to them about it. It'll be interesting to get their perspective on that. There's a really funny moment, I think, when you guys are teeing up what's going to happen for Valentine's Day and talking about that I'm coming to town and what Jessica's doing for Jason. And Alex H. is in the other room (laughs) as you guys are getting ready. I love this. (laughs) And she goes, uh, she says that Jason, she's like, Jessica, Jason is calling your phone. I'm not even kidding. And then she's like, wait, what? She drops whatever makeup that she's doing in the bathroom, walks out. And then Alex is like, just kidding, I'm bored. (laughs) But like the fact that Alex knew she could joke with Jessica that Jason was calling her because it was such a crazy thing because he never called her was like, when you, it's the scene is hilarious and Alex cracks me up, but it's actually kind of sad when you really like take a step back. Like he never called her and that was Alex's way of getting Jessica to be like, wait, what? Yeah. That's how crazy it was to have your boyfriend calling you. That's so sad. Jessica says, I just got so excited. And then Alex H says, I knew you'd come running out. And it's a really, it's a really funny moment, which is a sincere moment too. And, and a bummer. I feel like, (laughs) I know. Easy red flags for, I think, all of us out there. If you're not able to speak on the phone and you are if someone never calls trying you, to get a hold, yeah. um, I'd say he's not into you. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> you will know if someone likes you or not. <laughs> it should never be that difficult to get no, on the phone If you're with questioning it, they don't like you. It's that simple. I think it's that simple. In relationships now, this is something that I, I look at. Do you FaceTime? Do you call? Or do you text? So it's all of the above. I hate FaceTime, but I do it, obviously. <laughs> it's become like yeah. such a part of this world now. I also don't like talking on the phone. I don't even really like texting. Like I like a flirt text and like here and there, but like I want mm-hmm. in-person connection. I don't want mm-hmm. all the bullshit. Yeah, what about I, you? I don't know. The, the FaceTime, I think it's a generation just below us here. I think like, you know, four or five years after we, I think left high school, that generation coming up as iPhones were out because the iPhones I think came out around 2009. FaceTime was was right around then. 
And I see kids that are mid-30s, kids that are in their 20s now, they've grown up on FaceTime. I feel like right. it's FaceTime all the time. And yeah. I have seen more of, of the voice notes messages come in, which can be convenient in a way, but I don't know. I'll just casually text. I try not to be on my phone all the time. Like we are on our phones so fucking much these days that I try to put it away for a while and just, mm-hmm. you know, then go through all tech, you know, text. But I just can't be one of those people that is incessantly on my phone and responding to your text messages right away. And yeah. I think that that's okay. You know, look, it should never be that hard to get a hold of somebody, but I, I don't like it when someone's giving you a hard time for not texting back right away. That's not, you don't want to be that person. Give your significant other, your partner some time, let them go about their day and handle their business that they need to. And they'll always, you know, come to you, you know, later on, but to get shit for like not texting back right away or wanting to like, you know, if you do text back, then all of a sudden go into like a 20 minute text conversation back and forth. Like, I, don't, I can't do that. I don't, I don't have time. For okay. That. So I agree with you. I think there's something to be said for putting your phone down. You do you, I'll do me. And then when we come together, then we have something to talk about. However, yes. Yes. In the beginning stages, it's very fun to be texting and like checking your phone and like, did they text me? Like, I think that's fun. And then obviously that kind of like tapers off and, you know, yeah. life becomes normal again. Sure. But in the beginning, no, I want you to freaking text me. I want to know you're yeah. thinking about me. Put some freaking effort in in the beginning. Show Open me how much you like me. Open up the door for her. Open Damn up it. the door. <laughs> it's not Do not, that not hard. say that it's all the way on the other side of the car. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh man! Yeah, I look early on in a relationship. You have to. Um, it's a you game. You have to be waiting on the edge of your seat for that next text message. Yes, uh, I think in, in a way, or, or be very excited about the back and forth, and it's you know the flirtiness and and the jokes. That mm-hmm. is, yeah. At, at that point, I think that's when you know it's in a good place. Is that yeah. you can't wait for those texts, and then also you do find yourself getting into a text conversation. You're like, holy shit! I've just been texting this person for 45 minutes, but I don't. I don't give a fuck. Like, this is what I want to be doing, you know? I love that. Like, that's That's, the best phase of a relationship is the beginning when you still get butterflies and it's all new and exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Let's talk about Jason calling Jessica to break up. (laughs) You know what? At first, I was like, calling is such a cop-out. But I guess if you've only been dating for two months, it's like, well... Yeah, I think what also Jason... I've ended things over text with guys before. (laughs) I know, that's horrible. Have you? Yeah. When I've been talking to someone for a month and a half or two months. Yeah. If I've only hung out with you a couple times and I'm like, this is going nowhere. I actually just recently did that. (laughs) Yeah. Over a text. I know it's pretty fucked up. (laughs) How'd it it go over? (sighs) Not great. (laughs) Really? I got got a voice note back. (laughs) Did you? I got multiple voice notes back. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I should probably send you a voice note, but I don't even want to. (laughs) So wait, you would get voice notes and then and you I would, would just, just text, text back. back. Yeah. That's a cop out. I fully admit it. I fully admit it. <laughs> that's fine though. If that's what you wanted to do. That's what you wanted to do. You need to well, voice I'm still back. fucking heartless, I guess. But <laughs> no, I just, it, no, it was nothing serious. So I was just like, I'm, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> what would the voice note say? Would it be like, oh, uh, wait. <laughs> Do you want to just... So this guy... Okay, I'll just I'll just tell you. This guy essentially like wouldn't let me end it. He was like, kept fighting it and kept going and kept going. Was I'm his actually, name like, Steven? <laughs> what is yeah, it? Steven what is this, 2005? Pelletti, you know this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> Same shit. Like, oh, just leave me alone. It's not happening. <laughs> it's actually still a little ongoing. It was last night I tried to end it. And then I was like, I got to go to bed. I can't do this. I woke up this morning. I just actually, before we get on this podcast, I sent a text that was like, hey, just let me know when things settle down for you. Like we can pick this back up later. And I haven't heard from him yet. So that's not a good sign. <laughs> oh man. He might not be too happy with me, but here we are. Well, you can give him my number and I'll offer up some advice to him. That's very nice of you. I will. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> this is making me break out in a sweat. <laughs> Hold on a second. <sighs> oh, Anyways. Oh my God. Back to our little Valentine's Day date. We have, there's there's a funny moment where this is so typical of us, you know, in in those last years and with the stuff that we covered on MTV where we're hanging out, we're trying to figure out like what happened at what point and like when we were broken up or not, which apparently we still are all these years later. Like, wait, were we together? I know. But we were talking about Winter Formal and our little date. And it was like, oh yeah, we had a lot of fun at Winter Formal. And the look on your face, like even before you say, are you serious? You're like, okay, what? 
I'm so happy you brought this up because we just talked about it. I think it was last week or maybe the week before when you were like, there was one winter formal where I went and was making out with when you were passed out. Okay. Wait, no. That you wasn't were grabbing Lauren's ass first. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't winter formal though. That, mm. that happened. Mm-hmm. The winter formal that we were talking about in another episode where you had, you were poison ivy. You had the red hair and you had like the red dress and it was just like a character that was like, this girl was, okay. you, had a, you had a look in your eye. But that <laughs> one was when I was a junior and you were a sophomore. This was way before MTV. Oh. So when you mentioned in this scene, we had fun at last winter formal. This was a now a different winter formal, and I wasn't I MTV even, filming though. That was the pilot. They, they filmed the prom, right? They didn't film, but the, the pilot the was us getting ready for winter formal. When yeah, mm. things were definitely not good between us, and that was a little overlap with Lauren. So makes sense, full circle, <laughs> <laughs> all comes together. But I don't really remember yeah. the specifics of what. I mean, well, clearly I said you were grabbing Lauren's ass, that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't remember for that winter formal. But wait, oh, so that's what you said. I said you were grabbing Lauren's ass the whole night. Interesting. I wish I remembered more details. (laughs) Since it's convenient, you don't remember anything either. (laughs) You usually remember everything, Steven. You're the one we can count on. I was probably giving my hugs. My my pat hugs. And then Uh you're like, grab her on the ass all night. We'll never get to the bottom of that one, unfortunately. It's too bad. (laughs) You don't remember anything from that night where made you say that I was grabbing Lauren's ass all night? I mean, I was pissed. You definitely played Lauren and I. Like, without a doubt, I think MTV exaggerated it. They came a little bit later, but there was sure. a period where this was all very real and Winter Formal was like in the height of it. So uh, uh, that okay. reaction, pretty genuine, I would say. Got it, got it. Okay, that <laughs> okay. makes sense. Okay. That checks out. <laughs> Great, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I have the quote in that scene where I'm like, and then the shit is bleeped out, but it says we were in between our shit. But I don't know why. There you I, go. I guess I, I had a great time with that Winter Formal because I was having a lot of fun with Lauren that night. Yeah, and you I, were I grabbing have to deal with your shit. Oh, it's fucked up. I'm calling Sam. Where's Sam? Where's hot Sam? Sam's so hot. Sam is so hot. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So I want to tell you guys about a time where I learned something new about myself that is very pivotal to who I am today. And, you know, after a long run of having quite a good time in my 20s, not really taking my health both physically and mentally, um, eventually found that doing something like, say, working out was something I really needed to help, say, mentally fit. I never really focused on my mental health before. It was not something I thought about. But as I got older, I started to realize as the stress builds and more responsibility in life comes your way, that you need to focus on this stuff. So for me, it was more of a physical need, which was going and working out. However, as I'm getting even more older, (laughs) we are now learning the importance of trying to take care of our mental health. Thankfully, working out does that for me, but there are other ways to focus on your mental health. And here at Back to the Beach, we definitely prioritize our mental health. So Kristen, you've taken therapy before, right? How do you feel about it? Yes, I absolutely love therapy. I've said it before, but I've pretty much been in and out of therapy since my parents got a divorce when I was in third grade. And, you know, I go through phases, but what I do know is that every time I go to therapy, I always leave feeling so much lighter and freer. And I really do just have a great experience. And I just think it's nice sometimes to have a third unbiased party and someone you can just, you know, get stuff off your chest to. So yes, I absolutely love it. So you guys, if you're thinking of starting therapy, definitely give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash beach10 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash beach10. Let's talk for a second about Orange Theory. I've mentioned it before, but I've been taking their classes and I'm loving them. Remember, Orange Theory is the smarter workout for more results. It's a total body one-hour group workout that combines science, coaching, and technology to guarantee maximum results from the inside out. It's a five-zone heart rate-based workout designed to transform you from the inside out and supercharge your metabolism for more caloric afterburn, more energy, more confidence, and more results. 12 to 20 minutes in the orange zone, three to four times a week, is all you need to start your fitness journey. 
One thing I love about the class is you can go there and know that you're getting a really efficient workout done in an efficient time. You're going to be there for an hour and you're going to get a total body workout. You're going to do some cardio. You're going to do a little bit of weightlifting. You're going to do some rowing. You kind of cycle through this circuit. The coaches keep you in line and you actually get to kind of push yourself in real time. You can see where your heart rate is as you wear one of those monitors, see how you're pushing yourself, seeing when you need to step it up a little bit or if you've been in that red zone for a little bit, then maybe you could take it back a little bit. But this is the good thing about Orange Theory, guys. They have a great, diverse workout program that also monitors you while you work out and you do it in a group setting and is efficient and you're done within an hour. No wasting time, no sitting around on your cell phone. Just get that workout in, get in, get out. Guys, also get your first class free. Visit orangetheory.com to find a studio near you and book now. And love it or your money back. Ask about their 30-day risk-free guarantee. They know you will love your Orange Theory experience, so they guarantee it. Just take 12 classes during your first 30 days. And if you don't feel like you're living a more vibrant, happier, healthier life, take back all your money and walk away. You guys got to check out Orange Theory. the breakup scene with Jason and Jessica, you want to know the thing that really just killed me. So Jason is breaking up with her and he actually says it doesn't seem too genuine, but he does say, I'm sorry for treating you like shit. Pretty much. (laughs) Jessica says, it's okay. I deserved it. What? Deserved it? What? I literally was like, what is wrong with this chick? She did nothing wrong. (laughs) I know. I know. That's actually, you know what? That's right when you come in at the end of it. I actually don't remember when she says that to him on the phone, but she's saying something to you when you come over, which is really sweet. You're there for her. Or she starts to blame herself. She's like, Mm -hmm. this conversation with her. And you're like, you tell her not to. You're like, you cannot blame yourself in the situation. You literally did nothing wrong. So... She oh. didn't. I don't understand. I was like, oh my God. But she did ask Jason on the phone. This is again, back on the phone, why he treated her like shit. And Jason says, I honestly don't know why. <laughs> At least there's a little self-awareness there. <laughs> yeah. Did they ever talk about like, we just shouldn't have been together. Like this was a good effort. Let's move forward. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a good, that's a good, good question. Well, and then Jessica says like, do you think it's possible for us to be friends? And Jason's like, no. <laughs> Just That's so awesome. sad all around. Because <laughs> I, I feel like when Lauren and I would would kind of see each other and our, our friendship would kind of go to another level, it was like, all right, is this getting serious? And then we'd kind of have a chat. And then it just was like, mm, this wasn't necessarily going into a relationship, like a full-on relationship. And so then it was like, all right, we should just, let's, maybe we should just be friends. And we would try to do that. But then, you know, obviously at this point in our lives, like it just, it would go up and down, back and forth. So. Well, but you know what though? Communication is everything. I think if you can keep that dialogue open, it can work for you as long as everyone's on the same page. I think when people don't speak up or don't say what they need in the relationship, quote unquote, that's when Mm -hmm. you get into trouble. But if you can be an adult about it and just say, then it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. By no means was I an adult at any point. Well, if you guys were talking about that, though, I feel like you guys were pretty mature. I feel like we would talk about it from time to time, but the majority of the time would not be spent having the right conversation. Just well, like, eh, yeah, we're fine. We're friends. It's going to be all right. Yeah. We're doing our thing. But anyways, you live and well, you learn. Valentine's Day. I hate Valentine's Day. I still hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> Is Valentine's Day overrated? I think so. Well, Lauren, I think said it best in this episode. Why do you need a day to tell somebody that you care about them? It should be <laughs> Valentine's Day should be every day. <laughs> yes. By the way, she has a great scene when when Lo comes in with this boyfriend that she's now flaunting around. And I love that she introduces Lauren to her and then immediately says, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and that was cute. <laughs> and then Lauren puts her in a place and she's like, how long have you guys been dating? Like, oh, wow. All right. I don't think Lo's <laughs> ever made it over a month. <laughs> I know. It's so great. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think Valentine's Day, there's a lot of expectation. It's like prom. There's this buildup to it of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I agree. most of the time, it does not live up to someone's expectations. The best Valentine's Day are, well, for me, are Galentine's Day, where you just get together with your girls and you do like a big girl celebration. I think that's way more fun. I mean, I say that because I'm single, you know, but yeah. (laughs) So this is, that's what single girls do. Yeah, you get together with your single girls and it's actually way more fun. Way more fun. Interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, you could do that with your guys too. You could talk to your guys the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see I don't see us Pretty guys much. doing that anytime no, soon. No, getting together, you know, whipping we it up just, on Valentine's we all just Day. Bitch about Valentine's Day. They're like, this holiday sucks. <laughs> Why do we need to do this? Go grab flowers and chocolates and yeah. I don't know. Well, the next guy I date better bring me chocolates to tell me that he loves me. That's all I know. That's my takeaway from the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> if I've learned one thing. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this one up. Good episode. Yeah. What do you have for a personal rating? Personal, I gave myself a B plus because I feel like they show more of my personality. It's not so drama heavy anymore. I mean, there's definitely mm -hmm. drama, but they're showing more fun. And that I like. More of our, our natural conversations. So yeah, a B plus. What about you? F. I mean, fall well, back okay, in, yeah. into the old ways here. We've yeah. got MTV portraying me as someone who is having two different Valentine's Day dates or doing things for two different girls on Valentine's Day, which is so aggressive. Not my move, but it is You're in the show. Guy. So You're a good that guy. Was, that was a tough watch. This is a great thing about doing this podcast. I forgot how that episode went down. And oh. then watching this, I was like, oh my God, that's right. I remember being so pissed that they use that that way and, and me bringing the flowers down for Lauren's birthday. She's mad about MTV. Like, I remember them drilling into me like, it's not for Valentine's Day because I think we would talk about that. I'm like, I'm not, you know, doing Valentine's Day with it. These are flowers for, you're saying you're sorry for her birthday. I know she'll appreciate them. And I'm like, okay, you're going to be down. You're going to do that. I wish I... They I got wish we knew you again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had some sort of a schedule or emails that would be able to go back and, and wonder oh. if this was on the same. Because this is on the same weekend. I'm like, Stephen, come on. Like, you got to call them out on that a little bit of like, this is fucked. But anyways, and falling back into the old ways. Like, look, I come yeah. down there. I've got my guard up. We're going to dinner, you and I. This isn't going to be anything. But then as soon as we sit down to dinner, <laughs> just like fall right back in. And you've got, you, there's that line that you mentioned where you didn't really say what you wanted to say, but you were, I think I wrote it down. Oh yeah. You're like, it's like every time I see you, it's like, it's fine. It's, it's I don't yeah, know, like, could, you, Couldn't spit it out. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. It's not weird whenever I see you. And I was yeah. like, I couldn't yeah. be weird with you. When I'm around you, I get in that mood, is what I say. <laughs> I get in that mood, baby. <laughs> so much for the guard up, buddy. Well played. I know, but that's what happened with us. But that's why it, it's so sweet. That's why I was smiling the whole time watching that scene. What about audience um, rating? I also gave it a B plus because I thought there was fun. There was drama. There were holy shit moments. And, you know, a little bit of us, you and Lauren. Like, it was like, you know, what made the first season successful. It had some mm -hmm. of that, plus now what's also making the second season successful. So I thought all around, just a good episode. What about I gave, you? I gave it a B plus as well. Yeah. Nice. I think a little bit of a knock as for, I don't know, I guess it's just the bias of the shenanigans. But I think that an audience, you're seeing that. I would be like, what the fuck? Did Steve really come down and give flowers <laughs> to two girls on a Valentine's weekend? So that that is interesting, I think. And then of course, what's, wow, like some of these very pure moments between Jessica and Jason. And Jessica, I said at the top of the show, she is very pure in this show and wears her heart in our sleeve of what's going on with her and wanting this relationship that is clearly terrible to work out. And because of that, you know, MTV really has some good stuff through her. And I think that there's also a lot of people watching that at that age can relate to her and have been in that situation where, you know, you've, you're just, oh, man, you're, you're not seeing the writing on the walls, even though you know it's there yeah. and you don't want to face it. And yeah, so for, you know, an audience, I've, I've got a B plus. I, I think they're, they're very engaged. And then to see it break up and then now, okay, so now that they've broken up, what's going to happen? You've got the Jason yeah. and Alex M storyline. And yeah, they've got this like, you know, what's going to, is there something going to happen with us anymore? I'm sure that they're going to kind of piece that together. And then what's going to go on with Lauren and I. So, you know, like you said, these storylines, the audience is going to get more of, which I think has them pretty intrigued. So I what agree. about a quote? Or no, let's go do over first. And then we'll go to quote. Okay. So I actually don't have a do over, which makes me really happy. <laughs> I mean, you were a great friend in this episode. You, and you, you really are a lot of times to Jessica, but at the very end, the sincere moment of you coming back, yeah. like the poor girl, this goes horribly. And now she's, crying and and she's sitting there by herself you know with the crew like fuck she calls you and you come right back which is really sweet and you're there for her and i think that that you know that goes a long way so thank you um, well done there well, thank I have, you i have used my brain mtv <laughs> was using obviously this flower situation to make it all like i was doing double valentines and i you know was not just like jessica not seeing the writing on the wall there of i think what mtv was going to utilize this for and went along with it. And I paid the price for that. So, 
You know, use your brain, dude. Lesson learned for, for sure. Apology. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for quote, I went with good old Alex H, who has always some good one-liners. She called me, I believe, a pimp. She said, you're a pimp. <laughs> I just thought yeah. it was cute. And very true to like our dynamic and her personality. I loved it. What you about guys you? were a lot of fun in your little rapport back and forth. I found, so I have a bin of photos that I was digging, looking through photos but for us. And I found a piece of paper that Alex, Alex and I had made and we called ourselves AKA. And it's all of our inside jokes. And it's just all of these quotes and stuff. I'll dig it up. I'll show it to you. But it is pretty hilarious. <laughs> That's really funny. I think right now in this season, some of the best scenes are it's Alex H, yourself, and Jessica. And I think people watching at home, there's somebody that they they can relate to maybe more than someone else. And so, you know, it's sincere. And while it is painful for you guys to tell Jessica, you know, 50 times that she should not be with this guy, <laughs> the back and forth and the way you're handling it, the way Alex is handling it, and the way Jessica is handling it is making for some great entertainment and true to life at that age. So... Oh, uh, that's it's, nice. It's good stuff. Love yeah. it. What's your quote? My quote is also Jessica, and it's la 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 because oh, she yeah, sticks yeah. her fingers in her ears while yeah. you guys are trying to give her advice, and she does not want to hear. She needs to break up with him. So. <laughs> I love I that. Yeah, I, 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 I died laughing. Anyways. That was good. That was a good episode. Very fun. Good episode. Well, next week is also really fun because it's ski week, which was a big deal in Laguna Beach. We had a week off Ooh. in February when everyone would go up to Mammoth and go skiing. And that's exactly what we did. I'm jealous. I didn't get to uh, partake in a Mammoth trip with MTV. Although probably still for I the I don't know. Best. It's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys get a place that they paid for? Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll dig into all of that next week. <laughs> Next week, guys, we will yes. talk to you then. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at, at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Collette. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostic. 